everybody. Welcome to Two Non-Doctors. I'm Liz Mealy. I'm Maria Shahada. We are stand-up comedians. Stand-up comedians that are currently jobless because of the coronavirus. We're finally going to be the doctors our mothers wanted us to be. Is there anything that we don't know? A lot, actually. We have a lot of questions. Uh, we have a lot of answers. All of them wrong. But we do have access to... Google. And a vet. Oh yeah, my mom's a vet. She knows some stuff. We have to do this So again. every once in a while, we're going to invite her on. No, we don't. We're going to actually use this. <laughs> welcome to Two Non-Doctors. Hi, welcome to Two Non-Doctors. I'm Liz Mealy. I'm Maria Shahada. How you doing, buddy? Fine. <laughs> Just, just a little rushed, just doing all my studying for this podcast. And then uh, you said ready. And I said, because like the times change and this happens every fucking year. <laughs> the times, there's a week gap between when the time changes here and when the US time changes. And so this happened last year too, but um, I forget. And then I'm unprepared. Um, I thought the US was the only country that did a time change. Am I ignorant for thinking that? Maybe. Uh, we definitely... Do all countries do? I, I was under the impression that we, it was something that, first of all, I didn't even know that it was like made up. It was like made up in the seventies or some shit. This is where somebody's going to correct me. But like, I was almost positive, like daylight savings and like all that stuff was made up by somebody. We did it. And then it always like pissed off other countries because not, we're the only ones that do it. Um, yeah. And I, I think I remember somebody saying like, uh, British summertime hasn't always when the clocks went forward, but we're not put back. So between 1968, and 1971 in the UK, they would move the clocks forward, but not back. But um, I think they've always done it. Yeah. And since 1916. Right. I just read something stupid then. <laughs> no, I'm sure maybe, I don't think the rest of Europe does it. I, I don't know. I'll be honest. Yeah. I was always just under the impression of something weird that America did to fuck with people because that's what we do <laughs> no you're fucking with people How do you Nobody say your words we're gonna say them different <laughs> yeah oh 100 um we're gonna do everything different we're gonna take out all the use in the words because fuck you yeah <laughs> it's funny because at first when you said the time changed i was like oh that explains that. i've been like sleeping in but you're like oh no there's a week gap and i was like oh no it explains nothing <laughs> explains nothing it's not for you you guys are thinking Oh yeah, no, I found it so that I wasn't also surprised. Um, my brother's been staying with me and it's like having a mini dad stay with me because he's like, oh, good to see you started your day today. Cause I woke up at 11, two days ago or last yesterday. And I was like, hey man, I came home from work at two. Like, yeah. you can't, like, I know I worked all of like 30 minutes, but seriously, like. That's so funny. I picture, him, I picture him in a robe, stirring sugar into his coffee while he's watching you do sit-ups. Like, is that all you're going to do? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe a few more. Um, yeah. And I want to be like, you don't have a job. <laughs> like he, he quit his job and he came to stay with me. And he, every time I say something to him, he's like, I'm on vacation. I was like, you're in my home. <laughs> like, you know, this isn't an Airbnb. Like, yeah. I remember when my ex came to LA and it's like, he was on vacation, but I was living my everyday life in LA. And so he's like, what do you want to go to the pool beach? And I'm like laundry. And then <laughs> more. Yeah. Yeah. More and to. then I'm going to try to find money to pay my bills. 
but it's like, I feel grateful that I have like a looser schedule and we've done some fun stuff. Like he wanted, to, last time he was here was a couple of weeks ago and he wanted to go to a tea house, which is like, he became a tea guy a couple of years ago. And it's his favorite thing. Like he'd send me a picture of like a tea kettle he got in like a new tea and he's like, I'm a tea guy. And then he'd be like, Hey, just <laughs> FYI, this tea sucks. And like, like so, so anyway, um, my little sister and her best friend used to go to the Russian tea room in New York City once a year. It's like super expensive. And they would just share one pot of tea. They wouldn't get any food. It was like literally just that pot of tea was like 25 bucks because I guess it's like super fancy. So I told him, I was like, oh, we could look for like a tea house, just get like dessert and tea next time he was here. And so he brought it up. He's like, are we going to go to a tea house? So we're like looking it up. We're like trying to figure it out. And like, we would look at some tea houses. We're like, this is garbage. We're better than this tea house. And then we're, I think we're going to go tomorrow to go to this tea house. But it, it is kind of funny where like, he'll be like, what are we going to do today? And I go, well, you can figure out how this thing works or figure out how to do this. But I have shit to do. Like, yeah. I know it looks like I don't do shit, but I have shit to do. And so he's basic. I mean, I feel really grateful. He's done so many things around my apartment that I would have like have to hire people to do. And I, I just don't know how to do it. But at the same time, like he'll do like two tasks and he'll be like, are we partying? And I was like, no party. <laughs> I, have, I have Googles to Google. <laughs> I'm so busy. So yeah. busy. <laughs> Uh, I, became a tea, I became a tea guy in college. Got oh, did you? For the tea in college, yeah. And like, um, like I would research all the different types of black tea, green tea, herbal tea. I was such a friendless loser. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, me and Sam would have been like oh, another tea guy. <laughs> yeah. No, I loved it. I, I went to a tea room recently with a friend, and yeah, like the menu was so like. First of all, when a menu has a hardcover, it's like, you should leave. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. But it starts uh, to be like a wine list and you're just like the red one. <laughs> you're just like, what's your finest red under $10? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. And then the black teas were like rescued from a, a sage on a mountain in India, pried out of his hands and smoked <laughs> with duck feathers from Illinois. <laughs> No, I, dude, I, so we're, hopefully we don't, I literally, I was just like, I don't know, they got pie and they have tea. Let's just figure it out and we'll, we'll share everything. Um, but what is so interesting about that is I consider myself a tea, I don't even drink coffee. Like I, I you know, I get so excited because my favorite tea is in the UK. You know me, I go to that same little organic shop to find my favorite tea every time I'm in London. So like, I consider myself a tea person. And then you go into these tea places that have like, like you said, like 80 variations of green tea. And they're like, oh, well, what do you like? And you're like, the green one? Like, you're just, you feel so stupid because you're just like, oh, this, I've identified at this person and I'm not even good enough to be in a shop. Like, yeah. like, I'm just like, every time. So it's just like, I'm like clearly moderate amount of education in this area. And I don't even feel like I want to be, to go too far that way is to, to lose the friends I have. So I almost want to stay in this moderate place of education. Oh, yeah, you can't because in the end we're still talking about like water and leaves, right? Like you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing like being in a tea shop judging them. Let's calm down. Like I know this is your livelihood. Yeah, but let's take it down a notch. <laughs> I am genuinely excited, and it is nice. Like I, I some of my teeness a is because I can't drink anything else, but also I like. Um, I like uh, 
kettles. I like, um, I just, they just make me happy. Like I like the cups. Like I just, I can't stop buying. Like I go to vintage stores, it's a little baby cup, like clearly probably for espresso, but like it was $2 and a, it's that's fun. Awesome. That's too, like, that was awesome. Yeah. yeah, I know. It was like, I got it in Richmond at like a vintage store and I was with um, my openers and I'm literally just like walking around a giant vintage store with like a little $2. Like I always find the thing that's like two to $5 and people are like, did you find everything you need? And I was like, yes. I, <laughs> what am I going to put in this? Either a tiny plant or I'm going to, I don't know, put like bric-a-brac, like just crap, crap from my apartment in it and be like, funny if you started drinking from it without mentioning it, just like, we're just on the podcast and you're like, "Mm -hmm." (laughs) (laughs) what is that? (laughs) But I have them everywhere. Like my bathroom is holding like Q-tips that I I bought like a little teacup that I was just like, you're going to hold Q-tips. Like, it's just me buying, like, I'm eventually going to be a tea shop. Like, oh, member in London. I can't believe it shut down. Was it like Edith's room or or like something like that? And everything in this coffee shop or coffee house oh, cafe. or whatever, cafe was, it was all like the bathroom was a place you could sit on the toilet and like, not the bathroom, but there was a room yeah, that was like, the bathroom. there was a toilet you could sit on and like, yeah, like be on your laptop. I can't, I don't know why it shut down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but everything was decorated. Like there was a living room and a kitchen. Like everything was decorated, but you could sit in all of them. And I loved it so much and I find myself slowly becoming that old lady because like I've looked on Etsy they take tea kettles and teacups and they turn them into lamps so like like I have hanging lamps above me but like I could replace them with little teacups I won't but like I look at them I favorite them <laughs> I think about them and then I have to be like Liz you can't be this tea lady cat lady person like you can't yeah especially when your brother's like trying to hang out and you're like I'm busy look at this lamp <laughs> <laughs> Although I do show him stuff because he does like woodworking and 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 um, blacksmithing and stuff. I'm like, you want to make this for me? And he's like, no, Liz. I was like, think about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we've talked about too much, too much tea talk. Oh, tea talk. Okay, um, announcements. Oh my God, are you like on crack? What is happening? <laughs> You're normally, you normally you've just woken up. I woke up. I woke up like an hour before and then we started yeah. a little late. So that's extra time. I did have some green tea with coconut. Oh, my favorite oh. mug. Shahada mug. My Shahada mug. Um, announcements? Yeah. Yay. Uh, thank you to all our Patreons, everybody that um, supports us. We are beyond great, grateful. We got a couple uh, new Patreons this week and it, we, we danced, did some dancing. Um, but thank you to everybody that's uh, supported us. If you don't know, um, you can get bonus episodes, both weekly and monthly. Um, you can control our Googles. You can be a Google guest. You can get stickers. Um, you can get a signed version of my book. You can get extra stand-up from us. There's uh, tons of bonuses when you become a Patreon. And you get access to all the stuff that we've been doing for the last year and a half as well in bonuses. So uh, become a Patreon, patreon.com slash two non-doctors, the full word doctors. You can follow us on the socials. Uh, we're on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube at two non-doctors, the number two full word doctors and on Instagram at two non-DRS. And if you have time um, and you like us, please leave us a rate and review on Apple podcasts because it helps us out a lot. It helps us get seen. We feel good. We share it on our socials and uh, thanks to everyone who's left comments so far. We read them all and we squeal. Yeah. I think we have a new one and I forgot to screenshot it. (gasps) 
Okay. I'll get on it. Cool. Um, and then personal announcements, December 29th, me and Maria are doing stand up and a live two non-doctors in Brooklyn at Union Hall. Um, tickets are either at mariashahada.com or lesmealy.com or unionhall.com. I don't know. Um, but uh, December, December 29th, I think 730, uh, stand up plus a live two non-doctors. And then um, doing some little one-nighters, but my big thing is uh, Seattle. I'll be there right after Thanksgiving. So November 26th, 27th at Laughs Comedy Club. Tickets at lizmealy.com. Sweet. What should we do with the, what's it, what do we call it? The um, ship fan mail? There it is. Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> I did. I went to yoga today and uh, I haven't fully recovered. Um, I, I thought I had another hour. That's right. I, I feel like I, I've replaced enthusiasm. I'm the enthusiasm and you're the, like, I'm not awake yet. Yeah. <laughs> I remember like drinking with a, with a partner. And then like, if one of us got too drunk, the other one sort of just sobered up, like not trying to, it just, that's just the way it was. It was like, if, it was like one or the other, but now we couldn't both be like wasted. Um, anyway. Um, we do that for each other. Yeah. Um, Okay, so this is from my friend Tony. Friend Tony listens, and I love it when friends listen. And, yeah, but he he got mad at me. <laughs> uh, he goes, um, listening to you describe the gold rush and the Chinese Exclusion Act had me yelling at the phone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming that's the response to us 90% of the time uh-huh. that we just like elicit anger, like cute anger. Like these girls shouldn't be allowed to talk to others. <laughs> I hope it's not like, I'm going to kill these bitches. Um, San Francisco 49ers because the gold rush happened in 1849. Lol. <laughs> the late 1700s was the American revolution. And I was like, I don't think I have to reiterate that we are morons <laughs> because yeah. uh, we are always saying that, but, um, also, I wasn't expecting to have to talk about it. I wasn't like I was doing the research and then you asked about it and I was just saying what I could remember off the top of my head. But thanks for setting me straight, Tony. Yeah, no, we always love to be corrected since we're always talking out of our ass for the most part. <laughs> Honestly, I've learned more from our fan mail and people being like, can I just, I think you're wrong here. And I'm like, you're probably right that we are wrong. Oh yeah, um, I think be wrong. Well, what's also interesting is like, I've, I've learned more and more about how I learn as an adult. And even from doing this podcast, which in general is I love history. I love science. I love learning. I genuinely love learning, but I don't hold stuff in my head. I mean, I take a lot of notes. Like the reason I know a fair amount about dyslexia is because I've read like seven books on it. I'm constantly doing like reading articles. I have my own experiences with it. So I have like, so much to pull from and then I remember like a third of it as opposed to this it's like when we're just googling it there's not really much maybe there's like maybe with like eczema or something like that there's like a little bit of um connection but a lot of the stuff is like you read it it sounds right you push it out and then I kind of forget it so like for me what was always hard about history is I genuinely liked learning history but what do they test you on it's like the dates and like people's names and you're like that's not what's important it's like what was the casualties like what happened why why was this event elicited by this event like so it's just so funny to me that like i'll never get the dates right like that's why i actually loved our alcohol uh episode where we were just like alcohol that was invented in 1902 or what like because yeah why was why was that the title again because like you um, said alcohol was invented then 
No, I basically, I was doing all this research and I found out alcohol is like crazy, crazy old. And in my mind, I was like, I don't know, it was invented in the 1900s. Oh, like I was right. just basically saying that like gutturally, <laughs> I didn't think alcohol was that old. And then I watched all these videos and did all this research about alcohol. And it was like, yeah, it was like Jesus was born. Like it was like alcohol. And then like a million years later, Jesus was born. Like it was like, like it was like man invented fire and then alcohol. It was like, like yeah. genuinely like it's been around so long probably why prohibition didn't work they're like don't take away like our first thing yeah <laughs> but like but the truth of the matter is is that i'm never gonna i'm never gonna remember dates ever like i'm never gonna remember the order of stuff like it's just not it has to be rammed into my head and it has to have some significant importance like birthdays are like the only dates i remember yeah uh just yeah not. seem like an obvious also numbers are hard yeah. Well, I mean, does it like, is it because of dyslexia? It's like numbers are easy to switch around because there isn't like, like be between 1849 uh, and 1894, like for instance, it would be like. Yeah. Know. But also like clearly context can help if you knew something happened. Uh, you know, I, I know when World War II happens, like, so, so context does help you place it. But I think in general, when there's no context, like if you're asking, you know, I don't know, like my brother's always telling me history and stuff and he'll be like, blah, 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 BC. And I was like, I can't even place that. Like I can't, <laughs> like if I had to make a timeline, I would look so dumb. Like I just don't like- There's actually just... a board game where you do have to make a timeline. Like they give you like a bunch of events and you have to put it in order according to when they happened. And like, you don't realize how I... you are until you start to do that. And you're like, oh my God. I'm sure, I'm sure. And I could probably do that in the sense that like, you think of big events, like, you know, like Martin Luther King being assassinated. Clearly I know that was after, you know, Lincoln was assassinated. You know what I mean? Like there's certain things where you just like, no, but like, if you had, if I had to say, like, I, I think Martin Luther King was 1968. So it's just like that one. If I know one of them, it helps me place the other ones. But like, I don't know. Like, it's just, that's just not how. Yeah. But I know little facts about little things that nobody asks. And, and you got um, little teacups. And I have little teacups. Um, I don't teach and that's what matters. And everybody knows <laughs> this is all entertainment. Yeah. Um, Google's, uh -huh. yours is serious. So can I go with my not so serious one? Oh, yeah. Okay. So my brother's staying with me. He made me lamb. So we had a nice Halloween dinner together. Aww. <laughs> he, he was like, he's like, we're going to, we're going to eat candy all day. So we should probably like eat healthy or like eat something real. So my brother made me like lamb and, um, something needed milk. Oh, maybe the mashed potatoes. I don't know. He made something that needed milk and he got eight two milk and he said a2 milk is better for you and like there's something first of all i didn't even know eight like there was t i just thought like organic not organic or lactose free or whatever but he these basically said like a2 milk is supposed to be better for your digestion so i was like what <laughs> like yeah. he's smarter than me and knows more and he's like and he started cooking last year and he's an amazing cook but i was like what so i was like what is a2 milk and it says it's a version of cow's milk produced by the by A2 company suggest, and it's suggesting that some people that are lactose intolerant actually aren't, and instead um, just might be sensitive to a type of protein in milk called A1, which is found in regular cow's milk and even in lactose-free milk. And A1 um, 
causes like digestive discomfort. So it's basically, I don't, I guess it's a type of breed of cow or some, they're doing something that makes sure that um, it doesn't produce this A1 protein. And that's, so I ha I mean, I've used it in my tea a couple of days, but I'm not lactose intolerant. Like I don't get, I don't actually have any, huh? Does it taste the same? Yeah. So it, like, there's nothing about like, I don't know how I would like prove it or know anything because the reason I'm trying to get off dairy is because of my eczema and eczema is high to dairy as well as gluten and a couple of other things. So every time I go, every time I go back to milk and cheese, I'm like, no, <laughs> because it's like about being itchy, but it was never about like, I don't have any gastrological issues. I don't think like, I don't, there's no response in my body when I have milk or cheese. So I don't think it's lactose intolerant, but I, and I don't think my brother is either, but he just read that it was better. And I guess anything that helps your digestion isn't, is a good idea. I do have IBS. So, but I think it's really pricey. So, so why buy it if you don't have that issue? But I just, I've never heard of A2. And then my brother like came into my kitchen and he was like, it's better for you. And I was like, is it? Just when you thought you knew milk. I know know, like soy, almond, hemp, quinoa milk, and then A2 comes along. (laughs) Like, I don't know. Well, it's funny because because i think early pandemic starbucks (laughs) is there gonna be a2 cheddar what is it well it's also like you get to a point where like if go like yes you could have the milk in your house but if they don't serve it at your coffee shop like you're just kind of shit out of luck like you can't be married you have to be married to like three different milks you know what i mean yeah because like i remember getting into um coconut milk and it wasn't like I think they might have it at Starbucks now but like a couple of years ago they're like sorry we have like soy and maybe almond and you're like but but I take coconut milk yeah like, <laughs> well, what about me <laughs> um I can't I can't give my blood cells almond now <laughs> yeah no exactly so so it's like I like I can't be the early discoverer of a2 because then I have to wait three years for fucking Starbucks to realize that it's important. Like, it's just like, and then charge me $9 for it. But I was using, I was using goat's milk. Cause I heard same thing. Like it's easier for people that have stomach issues to digest it. But again, my whole thing is so trying to get rid of my eczema and it, it didn't make a difference, maybe even made it worse. So really, I just have to, yeah, I just have to go off dairy. That's and I, I did oat milk for a bit, but it was bumming me out. So really, oat milk's so yeah. good. Why was it bumming you out? It just—I could taste it. Oh, I love oat milk. Yeah. All right, but that's my—that's my Google. Cool. Um, mine was uh, like, what are needle spikings and why are they happening? It's—it's. <laughs> it's, oh, sorry, it's just so. Sometimes we're on the same page, but it's just so like. I'm just like, this milk's bumming me out. And you're like, women are being stabbed in comedy in uh, nightclubs. And yeah, violence against women is bumming me out. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, but yeah, yeah. milk, protein. But how's their tum-tum? How's their tum-tum? <laughs> yeah, I read about that. I read about, um, literally, it was like a couple of days ago that there's women, it's in the UK specifically, right? Yeah, so like in cities across the UK, it was happening a lot in Nottingham when I, and like it was the weekend I was going to Nottingham for comedy. Um, but just like a bunch of people were reporting being, um, not just like some of their drinks were being spiked, but like actually being stuck with a needle. And so they would just like start to feel sick. 
or they'll lose like their, like their legs will go numb or they'll get dizzy or they'll be um, nauseous. And then they'll look down and see like a pinprick on their hand or their arm or whatever. It happened like there was like 50 cases in like a month and it was being called like an epidemic. Um, and I was just trying to figure out like why they were happening. You know what I mean? Like, is there, is there some fucking like website where there people are saying, yeah, spike these, like, is it a, is it a gang ritual? Like what's happening? And I couldn't get any information about that yeah. at all. Um, just said it was just basically like, there were two types of drugs in one of them. Like it was just basically filled with date rape drugs. And, uh, you know, and then like you start getting rumors like, oh, like people are getting HIV and stuff. And I think those are, are just rumors, but people are definitely getting sick. And so yeah. like there's um, women are boycotting the nightclubs. Um, you know, where it was happening, Nod- Nottingham was, a, was Prism nightclub, which used to be home to Jonglers. <laughs> no. Yeah. Which is a comedy club that's like a now debunked chain of comedy yeah. clubs here in the UK. Well, I remember I did Jonglers in Leeds. And so like, let's say eight to 10, it was a comedy club. And then from 10 on, it was a nightclub. And it was Which one is of the worst bombs of my entire life. Because honestly, it was never not a nightclub. Yeah. <laughs> it was never like, hey, let's go see this comedian talk. It was like, this is part of your 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 night out. Package. Yeah, no, uh, it was the worst experience of my yeah. career. So there's I- like a, boy, a boycott, like called Girls Night In where like like females just boycott the nightclubs so that there could be some safety some like some accountability you know so the nightclubs have started searching uh people and going through people's stuff and before entry which which makes a lot of sense there was a police chief talking in one of the articles about how she was like what else are women supposed to do we already cover our drinks you know when we're out we're always watching our drinks like are they supposed to wear like armor when they go out like yeah be on the women um it's, but it's always on everything to protect themselves it's always on the women you need to carry weapons you shouldn't be home late at night you shouldn't run at night you shouldn't be by yourself you you know what i mean you shouldn't dress a certain way like it's always women changing their habits and changing what they do and being prepared and it's never accountability for men it, it makes me insane why the fuck do you have need like what the fuck like yeah it's yeah. just insane the other thing is, and like, I know guys don't want to hear this. You need to take accountability to what you see around you. Like, and there are dudes that definitely do. And there's, there's um, a ton of like wonderful and incredible people that do stick up for women or say something or whatever. There's t- countless stories, but like, if every dude was doing that, if every dude was like, Hey, just so you know, I saw somebody put something in your drink or, Hey man, what the fuck are you doing over there among that woman's drink when she's not around? Like, you know what I mean? But like, it, it does feel few and far between when it's like, yes, we should be safe. And yes, the people doing it shouldn't be doing it. But also this is, this is your gender fucking fucking be just as diligent. Like yeah. I, I, I shouldn't, I, it's so crazy. Cause like Chad Daniels, um, if you don't know, very funny comedian, um, he has two kids. He has a daughter and a son and he has this joke where he talks about it's unfair how they're both teenagers. And when they go out, he's like, it's so different. He's like, my daughter, I'm like, you need to text me when you get to the party. You need to tell me what you're doing. I want to know, you know, you, here, take your pepper spray, all this stuff. And for his son, he just goes, drive safe, don't rape. Like, that's all, that's his whole motto, drive safe, don't rape. And like, it is like, just be a good person. And then for his daughter, he has to be worried all night about her. Yeah. And like, the joke is clearly very funny and I'm butchering it, but like, 
that's what it is. It's, yeah, my, it's my dad always set of standards. Growing up, my dad was always, I'm always like, why don't you trust me? You know, because he'd be like, you, you know, don't stay out late. He's like, it's not that I don't trust you. I don't trust anyone else, <laughs> you know? Yeah, and then my dad the, said the same thing. Um, yeah, so that weekend I was in Nottingham and like all the, all of it was going down. Um, it's still happening. And I think it's happening in London as well. It's happening in Scotland. Um, but like the comedy club had, it seats 400 and each night, Friday and Saturday had 80 people. And, uh, I try not to take it personally. Um, but <laughs> you know, but no, I, 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 I don't know if it was like, because maybe COVID cases are rising or if it was just people were just afraid to go to a club and get just stuck yeah. in the middle randomly, you know? Yeah. Um, so they basically say it's just date rape drugs in a needle. Do they act faster? Is that why they're doing that as opposed to putting in a drink? I don't know. It doesn't make any sense because it's, it's actually harder to, you kind of have to, to administer it. You, you kind of feel it there for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> like, and you uh, can, and you can feel it. Like that's the, that's the weird thing is like, I'm going to feel a pr- like there's no bees in here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. What, like, I'm going to know something happened, especially now that it's kind of in the zeitgeist, maybe, you know, before it was in the news, I might be like, what the fuck? But like now, if I feel a prick, I'm going to be like, holy fuck. Well, I think like when the cases before it was in the zeitgeist, people were just like, yeah, just kind of like my ankle, my, my calf felt like it, like had a sting or something, you know, it's just like, they were just getting pricked and had no idea. That's so scary. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, okay. Um, let's get personal. Sure. Um, how do you judge a person? What do you mean? So what are you taking in that makes you assess them? So, so I'll give you, like, I made a kind of a list, but like, cause I really thought about it. It's like, how do I judge a person? And the way I thought of it is I'm meeting, I meet you for the first time, which that happened to us 15 years ago. What am I taking in? What's, what makes this a good experience or a bad experience? And so for me, it's how easily I can talk to them. So like quickly, you know, that like I had a meeting and when I have a meeting for work, I'm being interviewed. I'm not doing the work. And I was, I was doing the work in this meeting. And I was like, how's everything going? Like you asked me to do this meeting. You're trying to figure out what about me and my writing that you want to use. And I was, I was like, Oh God, like, cause I usually go into that situation. So I was just like, it was like work and they were nice, but I was like, what the fuck? So it's like how easily I can talk to them. If I feel safe around them, that's the probably one of the initial things. Like if you make me feel unsafe in any which way, like that's the first thing I'm taking. I don't even care if you're easy to talk to, if I'm like, Oh my God. Um, if, uh, if they're a good listener, if I feel like there's like attunement and connection and they're like paying attention to what I'm saying and, and vice versa, if they're funny and interesting, you know what I mean? Like that's important. And then if, um, if I said, oh, if they respect boundaries, like if I'm talking to you and you're a close talker and I pull away and you pull closer, or if I have somewhere to go and I'm angling to like try to finish the conversation and you're like following me, like, what are we doing here? Yeah. Like, so to me, I've gotten full circles of people. <laughs> like, just oh, let me get dude, away from you. <laughs> dude, I'm like putting on my jacket and my backpack. I'm telling you, like, I got a spot. Like, I got like, and you're just like, anyway, the giraffes. Did you know that they like? You're just like, what are we doing? I'll never understand that how people don't read body language while they're speaking. Because if I'm shifting, looking behind me, getting on my jacket, like, if I'm obviously 
not focused on what you're saying, then it's like, get that it's time to wrap it up, you know, but yeah. just keep going. And it's just like, why are you not picking up on any of this? And I, I want out and I'm making this, the moves necessary to get out. Um, yeah. My entire body is faced in a different direction. How are you not getting that? So for me, like how I judge a person is probably how aware they are of the situation. Like, yes. and, and how much respect I'm getting. And like, I'd like to think that I'm a pretty respectful person. I'm smiling, I'm listening. I'm, you know, we know how to carry a conversation, but like, it needs to be reciprocated. And I'm not coming back if I'm doing 90% of the work, or if you just don't, you know what I mean? Like the amount of guys that have been like, that was really fun. And you're just like, for who, for who? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I was uncomfortable the whole time. I either didn't feel safe or I was doing all the work or you didn't respect boundaries. So I, I think for me, it's like, I, I judge, it doesn't matter who it is, but each interaction is judged on a level of like how easily we uh, communicate with each other, but also how, how good the situation makes me feel and how safe I feel. Yeah. Um, I'd say how genuine you were overrides how much I like you. Like, uh, <laughs> if I don't particularly get along with you, but, but you're being a hundred percent yourself then I, I almost respect that more. Okay. So I went for my biometric okay. appointment for my visa and this woman and I, I don't know, we clashed, right? Like she was just, she was mad at me for not getting my name correct. And I was mad at her. For <laughs> so picky okay. about it, but yeah. she was like, cause I had, cause my passport had my full, like be like, um, first, middle and last name. And then the application only had my first and last name. And then she was like, it needs to be on there. And I was like, Oh my God. Like I waited weeks for this appointment. I was like, am I going to get kicked out? Cause I fucked up my name. And then she was like, and on top of that, it's all caps in your passport. And so it needs to be all caps on your application form. Like shit, you would never know unless you fucked up once. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm angry. I'm angry with her. <laughs> and she didn't really like warm to my, like I would, be kind of nice and she like she asked me my full name while she was writing it down it was like easiest test I've ever taken you know just like trying to like be kind of jovial and she was like nothing from her okay fine yeah didn't like her <laughs> didn't like her and then her coworker comes in and she she hits me on the shoulder and she's like don't let her touch you and then leaves <laughs> what <laughs> and I was like, well, uh, and so I was confused and then I look at her and she just goes and smiles. <laughs> <laughs> it was obviously an inside joke between the two of them, but rather than explaining it to me or like just being like, don't pay attention to her. She just <laughs> smiled in the creepiest, like, I don't know. It just made me like her a lot, even though I hated her up until that point. Um, I don't know. So, but I hate when like, if people don't meet my plea for a, like, if I, if I make a tiny joke, funny or not your job is to go oh ha ha I don't care if it's real or not it's it's just it's just a such a be genuine and you're like you laugh at my jokes well that's the second thing though but like is like but I'm saying genuine overrides like anything else like if I have yeah, an yeah. opinion of you if I just see that you're just like yourself and you don't give a shit like yeah that's the best yeah um have you ever been in a line somewhere like a DMV or whatever and you see somebody else like getting someone's full wrath one, it's not you, so you don't care. But two, you're like, I would love to tell somebody off and know my job is safe. Like, <laughs> I would love that. 
I would love that. Like you're just watching and you're like, that woman's awesome. Like, yes, like you do you. And then you get up there and you're like, this don't feel so good. <laughs> <laughs> this don't feel so good. <laughs> um, but there are, there, especially when it's not like to me, I'm just like, yes, I love that sass. Um, yeah, no, I, as somebody that constantly, and we've talked about on a previous episode, I definitely like trying to make people that are either just like are overlooked or invisible or not like kind of seen as much. I like to make them laugh. I make, like to give compliments. I like to connect with them. But when it's a miss, I do like, like I fall, like I emotionally, like, I'm, you know, I make my joke. And then when they just like, don't acknowledge it or just like, look at you, like look through you, you're just like, Hey man, maybe you're the reason you're unhappy. Maybe it's yeah. not the grocery store. <laughs> like you're not even trying, you're not even trying to connect. Like, <laughs> But at, I mean, at the same time, I'm just like, if I worked, if I worked any job where it's just people every day, like I would also just shut down emotionally, but I yeah. get it. Um, but, yeah, yeah. I, 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 would you say that like, okay, so being genuine, um, um, trying to have like a connection, would you, what would you say is something that like immediately, I don't know, you won't even like it's like it overrides everything you're just like nope I'm out as soon as somebody touches me in a way that like like nothing about it was necessary I'm like I'm out like but yeah. that's me being having an issue with touch like I've had it where like somebody you know you ever have somebody put their hand on your shoulder but it's like closer to your neck and you're Ugh. like nope I don't know you. That's, <laughs> that's threatening I don't like that <laughs> I think if it had sexual tones, if your encounter had like any sexual tones, if, if like, um, the staring was a little too much, too intense to there's like, um, obviously that looking you up and down thing is like, get the fuck away from me. But, um, yeah, I just uh, something that says, I don't care about your boundaries. I don't care how you feel. <laughs> like I want to convey this and I'm going to, and I, there was a guy, I talk about this all the time, I guess, but there's a guy in the overground uh, we were wait. I was waiting for the overground and then he was waiting and he looks over, like he walks by me very slowly. First of all, it was a slow walk. I hate a slow walk. <laughs> Have some conviction. Yeah. 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 Know where you're going. <laughs> walks by me very going. slowly and like looks me dead in the eye as he walks by, which I hated. Oh. And then he, he stopped and waited for the train. So as the train's going by, he must've been looking like a, a guy dead in the eye as the guy kind of passed by on the train. I was, it was slowing down because I got on it and the guy looked at the guy staring at him. The guy on the train looked at the guy that was getting on the train. Like, cause he must've been staring at him too. Like, like it's off putting. Yeah, no, it's scary. <laughs> You're telling me you want to fight like, or yeah. like, you know, you want a confrontation of some sort. So he's doing it to everyone, but I just, I just, I feel like eye contact will bother me a lot. I've also noticed that my own personal bubble is very large. So it's like, even if you're six feet away, if you kind of get near me, if I'm sitting somewhere and I can feel, I, f I just feel an energy and I'm like, get away from me. <laughs> but like, I have to say that's legit a cat move where you're like, oh, you're in the living room. No, thank you. <laughs> it's a pretty big living room. No, sorry. <laughs> can't be in the same room as you. You're like, um, I paid for the overground. If everybody could be out of my car, that'd be great. Yeah. Really do have, like rich people vibes. Me? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I know. It's, there's been some like admin fucked up up in heaven. <laughs> like I should have been so rich. 
Guys, I should definitely have my own car on the train. But yeah, it's, we'll, it's we'll every time I'm on a bus, out. I'm like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> I should own this bus. <laughs> um, okay, let's get into topic. Yeah. Um, we got all excited because we brought this up at a, a previous episode, but our topic this week is hypnotism. Yeah. Which is interesting because I did a show in Richmond and I'm usually like, if the crowd is good, I really don't go into the audience too much, but like if they're a little tight or if they're being noisy or something or something, whatever, but sometimes something just catches my eye. And so I was in Richmond, all the shows were really good, but this guy went to the bathroom, comes back in the middle of my show, not disruptive at all. Like he wasn't doing anything wrong, but there was just something like, I don't know, like I would say he was probably in like his late fifties, maybe early mid fifties, late fifties, wearing a black shirt and a little logo. And I was like, what's your shirt say? Don't even know why. And it was something like blah, 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 hypnotism. And I was like, did you like get hypnotized and they made you buy that shirt? Like, I was like, what the <laughs> fuck? Like, what the fuck? And he goes, no, I'm a hypnotist. And I was like, shut up. I was like, did you make me ask you that question? And we just started kind of back and forth and being silly or whatever. He was super nice. I think he ended up writing to me on Twitter afterwards, but I was kind of like, I was so fascinated by it that I like almost had to like stifle myself asking questions because it's like, all we have is this Hollywood version of it. You know what I mean? Like I think of office space where he gets hypnotized and then like kind of quits his job and he's just kind of in this numbed out space. Or um, you think of get out where he's hypnotized and you know, they try to murder him. Hope these aren't spoilers guys. Both these movies are <laughs> um, but like we think of this very it's like used as a catalyst in so many movies in this very um controlling way and and um it causes so much damage and so quickly that we're like a it's evil and b it's it's um i don't know it just feels like almost fake because it's been used in hollywood so much only to find out it's like a, it's like a psychological therapy, like it's a real process. Like we kind of discovered that a little bit when we were talking about music therapy, but it's like, it's, it's not, I don't know. They, they, there's, there's parts of your brain that are being lit up when it happens, that it's not just a placebo effect. Like it actually is a type of therapy that yeah. has, I don't think it has the uh, resounding and, and overarching uh, fixes that sometimes people say it does, but it does have uh, an effect on people and is used as a real therapy. So it's not like just some dude with a, a pendulum swinging, going back and forth, going, you are getting sleepy. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so, it's, so it says a, a certified hypnotist or hypnotherapist guides you into a deep state of relaxation, sometimes described as a trance-like state. And in the state, they can make suggestions designed to help you become more open to change or, um, or some kind of therapeutic improvement. So it's, it's not, and then I have like a bunch of things of like what it is and what it isn't, but it's, it's for the most part, it's a definitely like this kind of meditative, deeper relaxation that's supposed to make you kind of more open the same way that they tell you meditation in general makes you more open or, or, or uh, daydreaming kind of can make you more open and come up with ideas. So I think, I think 
in some ways we think of hypnotism as this bigger, larger thing, but then also, like you said, we think of it as this comical thing as well. Yeah. I, um, you ever do self-hypnosis like videos um, on YouTube? One, I didn't even know it was a thing until I did research and two, they say it's all shit. <laughs> oh, is it? Yeah. I went, never worked. <laughs> <laughs> What is, what is the self? Cause they say there's like apps and stuff. What is it? Um, the, it basically guides you into like a breathing relax, re relaxation technique. So it just tells you to kind of deep breathe. And as you're deep breathing, there's different guides. And I'll be honest, finding a guide, it's like meditation videos, finding the right one that doesn't annoy you is kind of difficult, but they'll like, have you like imagine yourself descending down the stairs. And when you get to the stairs, you, you're, you're in a big Creek and there's bubbling water and giraffes a lot of the times it's about like bringing like abundance into your life abundance I think that is meditative and I think there's something value to deep breathing and visualizing giraffes or whatever but like I, there is a part of me that's like is that hypnotism and is that what are you trying to change I mean trying to bring money into your life isn't trying to change a um habit that is causing you distress you know what I mean the same way that we think a lot of people get hypnotized because they are trying to quit smoking is like a, a kind of cliche and, and typical one that people might go to a hypnotist for yeah. so well, I, I mean um, so I think is it that hypnosis because I do believe physically hypnosis does work on people so it like it kind of so that was what was kind of cool so they say not everyone can be hypnotized they said that about 10% of people are highly hypnotizable. So there are people that are more hypnotizable than other people. morons. <laughs> <laughs> Only to find out that I'm like super hypnotized. So there yeah. is, so in general, not everybody can be hypnotized. And then there's also this more extreme group of people that can be more hypnotized. So of course you're going to have people that like, this is stupid because maybe it doesn't work on them. And then you're going to have people that are like, no, it's the thing that got me to quit smoking. It was amazing. Yes. So I don't know what makes somebody more hypnotizable, but they do say that whatever your brain chemistry or what have you, um, you are in control of your body. There's, there's no way that they can make you do something that you don't want to do. Um, and they say, uh, self-hypnotosis is highly ineffective. Yeah. Like that. Just, I found that out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't, I don't need your Googling. By my um, bank account telling me it did not work. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know. I just, I found it, I found it really fascinating and something that I've always just kind of been like, this is bogus because of the Hollywood, but like, so some things they say is like the trance, um, the trance that, um, like experiences aren't uncommon. And if you ever have, and we've talked about this before with uh, disassociation, if you've ever zoned out while watching a movie or daydreamed, that's a form of trance being in trance. Like it's just kind of when you're just kind of like a little bit disconnected. So this is just kind of helping you get there, I guess. So we've all experienced a trance like state before. So it's not too um, out of our abilities to even know what that feels like. And then they're basically saying hypno hypnosis is a tool used by hypno uh, a, hip, uh, a therapeutic it, okay hypnosis is a tool used for a therapeutic treatment that is hypnotherapy so like hypnosis is the tool um, and then basically you have to be a trained hypnotherapist or a hypnotist and you induce this intense concentration and then they give you these kind of verbal cues and repeat. Uh, um, 
repetition, but they basically say it's similar to sleep, but you're fully aware of what is going on. And in this state, they make guided suggestions to help you achieve your goals. But like, it is very limited. Um, and they think they kind of say it's more like a heightened state of focus that makes you more open to proposals, um, which in some way they talk about meditation being that way. But um, I think what made me not believe in it, but be more open to it or acknowledge it is that they say they've done brain scans during hypnosis. And there's two areas of the brain that are responsible for processing and controlling what's going on in your body. And they show greater activity during hypnosis. And then the area of your brain that's responsible for your actions and one that's aware of those actions appear to be disconnected. So they are saying there is actual, um, brain waves that are being affected during hypnosis that it isn't just so th I think this is probably the first time in a long time that we've done something and I've gone like oh it's it's real like it is there is something to it now of course you might be somebody that is not as easily hypnotized and it might not work for you but it it's I remember as somebody I wrote that book why cats are assholes and I was doing a whole chapter on like um crap catnip, sorry. Um, but they, they associate it very similarly, similarly to weed, but they basically say just like, I think it was something like 10 or 15% of cats just aren't affected by catnip. Like it's just, and I think they, we deal with that a lot in medicine where like some drugs just don't work on people and some stuff just doesn't. And like, and then people get so frustrated, but it's like, everybody's body is so different that like, I don't know. It seems like what a cool way to like, if you've tried everything and then hypnotism works, like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it seems really convenient, especially to quit smoking. It almost feels like hypnotism is, um, it almost feels like affirmations could work the same, but it would take a lot longer. And with hypnotism, it's just sort of like, I guess it's like, um, I keep thinking of skin. Like if you're, if you do a chemical peel versus lasers, do you know what I mean? Like yeah. lasers penetrate deep and I feel like hypnosis penetrates deep. And so you kind of believe what's happening on a deeper level. When I just like, I, I believe it works because they do surgery with hypnosis. There's something called hypnosurgery where rather than anesthesia, they, um, they use hypnosis to, 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 uh, anesthetize, anesthetize the patients. And so like, you can, like people have had brain surgery through hypnosis and not even like actual anesthesia one that's crazy and two i would want to be tested first to make sure that i'm one of the people that it works on i'm sure they wouldn't i'm sure they would test it you're not just like they just start drilling into your skull and you're like ah hey guys guys it's not working guys guys <laughs> um it's funny that you brought up laser because they they said actually like suggested like how many times you would have to have sessions for hypnotism and they said four to five sessions and i was like what is this laser hair removal like it just made me kind of laugh where you're just like, oh, it always, it's nothing ever works in one session. It's so annoying. I know. Um, okay. But you brought up if you could just get hypnotized and stop smoking, you would do it. That's what was interesting about it. So they say it can be used and has had um, um, real effects on people if they're using it for pain, IBS, uh, PTSD, insomnia. So there's actually strong evidence that it works limited evidence that it works is if you're using it for depression, anxiety, smoking secession, post-surgical wound healing, and weight loss. 
So a lot of the reasons people would go, there's actually very little evidence. And then I've never heard of anybody getting like IBS hypnotism. Like, yeah, <laughs> like I literally looked at that and I was so like, you're saying that there's stronger evidence that that works like the physical stuff. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, it's, uh, yeah. So insomnia pain. Um, and I wonder if it's like pain management or just pain in general. And then I wonder what about IBS and PTSD? Oh, what was crazy is, um, so, okay. So side effects is um, they're very rare, but they do say some people experience headache, drowsiness, dizziness, and situational anxiety. And then I never knew this. Some people use hypnotism for memory retrieval, but it's incredibly controversial. Like they basically say that um, you're more likely to um, experience anxiety, distress, and that a lot of the times you create false memories. So they actually say hypnotism for memory retrieval is just not um, uh, effective and, and, and not helpful. But weirdly enough for pain, IBS, PTSD, and insomnia, it is. And I was like, as somebody that has IBS, I was like, I want a hypnotist. I want a hypnotist to get rid of my IBS. Like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> that'd be dope. When I worked at the a comedy club four times a year, they would have Jay Medicine hat. He's, he's passed away now, but he was a comedic hypnotist. And people fucking loved him because most of the comedians would come around once a year. And people yeah. loved this guy and uh, he would just hypnotize the audience and they would get drunk and do stupid things. It was common hypnotism, but I always wanted to know if it actually worked. And I don't think it does. I think it's just entertainment, but then people get off stage and they're like, I was actually hypnotized. And you want to be like, were you, or did you just want to get naked on stage and, <laughs> and blame it on the thing? And so I looked up stage hypnotism and I, it's, it does seem just like a, a trick. Like it's um, they choose they choose people they think that will be, um, ex what is it, extrinsic? Uh, sorry, extroverts about it, but not like try to control the show. They choose people and then they'll make suggestions, they, but they word it in such a way that you have to think about it for a second. And when you think about it, it makes it look like his suggestion, his hypnotic suggestion is working like um, your feet are made of lead. And so it's like, you're taking it in, but in the time you're taking it in, he's, he's already moved like, saying like proving that your feet are made of lead or whatever. So it's like they word things in a particular way. They, um, sometimes they just straight up ask people to go along with it, like secretly, <laughs> just like, yeah. just go along with this. Um, yeah, sometimes yeah. people take it upon themselves to, they just go along with it because they feel like they should, like they'll ruin the show if they don't. Yeah, so there's like, pressure. um, yeah. So, <laughs> so I just, cause I always wanted to know if that, that shit actually worked. Yeah, I would think I would think hypnotism for entertainment, which again is what we're fed publicly, is that it's a trick, it's magic, um, it's it's entertainment. Um, but I think ignorantly, I never knew it was like a real form of therapy that actually has that actually has helped people. And then of course, I was always curious if it did help people quit smoking because isn't that everybody's like last ditch effort? Is I went to a hypnotist. Yes. Um, um, but they're basically saying that's one of the weaker reasons to use it. But so is the, is the biggest reason to use it to like get rid of IBS? It feels like that's what we're saying. It, it seems like pain management for the most part, that's what it seems to be used for. But what I find funny is like the consequences is anxiety. Yeah. It looks like mostly pain management. Well, do you know who discovered hyp hypnosis? Hypno I don't. His name is Frank. He's German. His name is Franz, not Frank. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Franz. Mesmer. 
Oh, I like that. Or mem- mesmerize. And then uh, a Scottish guy, I think, um, used hypnosis for surgery. Um, his name was like Jack Barrett or something. Oh, that is that is some pretty loose history I just gave you. <laughs> Tony, what do we get wrong? <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I just found this one to be just... I don't know, kind of exciting where I was just like, I didn't know it was real. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm friends with a bunch of magicians that do like mind reading and stuff. So it's like, I, I, I know kind of a lot of like the tricks of the trade and like, there's some stuff they share and some stuff they don't, but like, you know, especially Burkash, like he has like a bunch of fire paper in his closet. Like, it's just fun to like, there's no way he helps anybody. Um, yeah. Not that he's doing hypnotism, but I know he has friends that do like that kind of stuff, but I don't know. I, I, this was like an, a weird, like, I don't know, this shit was real. But I would, I would love, I would love for anybody to write in if um, they've ever gone to a hypnotist, if they've had any positive experiences, um, uh, if, if, if they've done self-hypnotism, see if we have anybody that liked doing that. Um, and um, yeah, or if you know anybody that's done hypnotism and it's been helpful, but yeah, you can write to us. Where can they write to us, Maria? You can write to us at two non forward doctors at gmail.com. Yeah. We'll see you next week, guys. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Just when you thought you knew milk. <laughs>